0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the podcast Uh, and I'm here with my new slash I consider him a great friend, Cole Mayer. How's it going? Howdy. Um, I'm just going to introduce him real fast. He is a member of the Chi Alpha Student Ministry at Texas A&M and that's associated with Mountain Valley Fellowship and so right now you are really looking forward to this upcoming semester, where you'll be in
1: full time ministry, leading people to Jesus. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's been such a blessing to be a part of the Aggie family for the last four years, mm. and to grow up not an Aggie fan <laughs> and to actually despise them because my mom went to Baylor, oh. and so that was the Brazos rivalry back when A and M was a um, was in the Baylor conference as well, yeah, the Big Twelve conference. Um, it's just been amazing. And to be a part of a ministry that pushes you closer to Jesus every single day Mm. has just really changed my perspective of what's important in life, especially as a uh, college student. Mm. And so,
0: so that's kind of where you and I relate a little bit is I actually grew up in Austin. So I have a little (laughs) bit of, uh, of what, what do they call it? Uh, It's probably an illegal, it's probably a cuss word in this town, but burnt orange. (laughs) I'm
1: sorry, what'd you say? Uh, You can't say that here.
0: (laughs) But uh, man, so we we were having a really good conversation earlier just talking about an eternal perspective and and really just kind of exploring this idea of, I I think kind of where I want to start is you were giving a good analogy on like, salvation itself like how do we define you know it's such it's the question of lifetime right how do we Mm -hmm. enter into eternal life how do we inherit the kingdom of god how do we um be on the right side of history like what does that look like and he's flipping to the scriptures which i love um what does that look like and and how how do we know for sure like is it is it all grace or all works or is it somewhere <laughs> in the middle like what and and are we seeing it from the wrong
1: point of view to begin with so to reiterate what you said um there is a divide between different denominations mm. on what salvation is and salvation broken down you could talk about for years and years and years until you eventually you know have your salvation because hopefully you're saved sure. um, and meet Jesus. But biblically speaking, if you turn to Romans 10, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Paul says this is, He says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then it continues on to verse 10 For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it mm. is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And Uh, are saved and so you take that verse and you hold god to his promise Mm. because all scripture is holy spirit inspired uh, written by man and that's what the beautiful union between man and god is is god gives us the free will if we're in obedience and we're in constant communion and fellowship with him to do great things right right And so what you were saying earlier is like work-based and then grace-based. And in my opinion, those are two extremities. Those are Mm. two extremes, Mm. right? Because if you just focus on works-based, then you're just like- Meaning good deeds. Meaning good deeds, Mm. right? You are, um, you're saying, God, I can get into my heaven myself. And that's the American version of, oh, pull yourself up by your own bootstraps Mm. and get stuff done, Mm. right? And it's sad to see that. And I've seen it personally in my own life with close friends and family. And it's just like, you know, you basically put all the weight on your shoulders. You don't give any of your burden to Jesus who Mm. took all the burden on the cross. And you just say, I can walk into heaven on my own will. Um, But in scripture in Isaiah, um, Isaiah says your work, your good deeds are nothing but a filthy rag before God. So, it's just like, "hmm, well, let's turn to scripture and see you know workspace, <laughs> and yeah, and on the other side, you have grace, mm. right, which means what grace is like man, it's the it's honestly it's the it's Jesus's gift to us, right it's by grace we are saved through faith, is what Paul says in mm. Romans, right, and Jesus gives us the grace he gives us the hey, like you're Gentiles, right? Because you have the Jews and the Gentiles, and the Gentiles right. are grafted into the tree of life. And he gives us that grace through what he did, his precious sacrifice that he you know, gave his own life mm. on the cross to be like, I'm giving you my grace so that you can be with me for all of eternity. So is is grace specifically not receiving punishment you deserve? Is, is that what it is? So grace, so... I'll I'll put it like this. So in one instant, Jesus had on the cross when he was hanging for 3 hours, mm-hmm. he had all of God's eternal wrath poured out on him. Mm. And if you were to look in the gospels right before he he was uh basically taken and tried and and beaten and crucified, right? He was on the mountain with James, Peter, and John. And he was so stressed out about the thing he was about to do and it wasn't the Mm. sacrifice that stressed him out it was the fact that the eternal oneness between God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit was about for the first time ever was about to be broken in that moment in time Mm. to the point where he was like I don't want to be out of union with You guys, I, you know, but he understood in that moment that in order for man to be in eternity and in heaven with God for eternity for forever, yeah, he had to do that one thing, and so that's God's grace. That's Jesus's grace for us. But if you take that grace and you abuse it, then you get to the point of lord i i know you cover me so i'm going to continue to sin against you but it's cool because i said a prayer when i was 12 and i'm you know once saved <laughs> always saved i got that cozy grace blanket it's like a snuggie around mm. me and you're you say that one prayer and then you forget about it but that's not at all what christianity is it's mm. a real definitive relationship that you have with jesus and mm. if you're a friend with somebody you're like you don't say oh yeah like i'm, a, I'm your friend like you meet this guy when you're in college, right? And so let's say like you and I, you know, we met recently, yeah. right? And, you know, we're dapping it up. We're hanging out. It's like, what's up, dude? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you're just hanging out. And then I just say, well, see ya. Mm. And then the, for the rest of my life, I never see you again. Or I intentionally mm. don't see you again. And mm. then I have the audacity to say, Bailey Mullins is my best friend, mm. though I don't know you. And mm. that's what you get when you have a faith based solely on grace to the point mm. where it's abused. It's saying, I know who Jesus is, but I haven't had a relationship with him for years. Mm. But I have the audacity to say that I know him as close as my closest friend here on earth.
2: Mm.
0: And and I think it was at one of the small groups with Chi Alpha that I went to that we were talking about and going through this book, like explaining and understanding that God has emotions. Yes. That he feels things yes. to a deep level. So mm-hmm. it's like, we can hurt God's feelings That's in a sense, exactly right. You know, which is like kind of scary. Because if, if, I can't imagine how that would feel to me, but someone that invented emotion himself, you know, it's interesting.
1: Well, then you give... You, in, you invent emotion, you create emotion, or you just like, well, God's, or maybe, un, God's or, uncreated, Or right? maybe, yeah, maybe so, he didn't invent emotion. No, maybe he, that's just his nature, and then exactly we're right. made in his nature. Yeah. yeah, so when you talk about all of eternity, like God uncreated, which mm. he is, um, you see that he, in the beginning, you know, God said, let us make man in our likeness. Right. So it was already established, but then it was recreated in man. mm so, that's a thought to ponder on. That's pretty You know, cool. I really liked uh, uh, to
0: continue what you were kind of going over right right there. Okay. Um, uh, you brought up an analogy. So, so what...
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I was like, I heard it in my ears. I was like, it's right here. That was <laughs> Monsieur Daniel Owen probably oh, really? wondering, hey... Are we going are to we run gonna... Catan later tonight? <laughs> yeah, I can feel the angst. We're,
0: we're <laughs> planning on playing Catan and Daniel. Tell him to, shameless plug. Tell him to get on here and watch us, dude. Because <laughs> we're gonna talk some smack I'll, about
1: it. Uh, yeah. Hey, where are you at? <laughs> I emoji. I emoji. I emoji. <laughs> I kind of left, and he was on a support call because Daniel Owen is also um, becoming full time minister with Kai Alpha, mm. and we are raising support, and that's all, that's a lot of fun. Um, and he was on a support call and I didn't want to intrude. So mm. I was just making my sneaky getaway out of the house. Mm. Um, I'm going to text him real quick on a, dude, the thing contest. about Daniel
0: and I hope he sees this eventually cause he's not on it right now is that I hope he, he, he is the only guy I've ever met that every time I see him, I just want to smile and give him a hug. Dude, like every single
1: time i totally relate <laughs> and man when you get to get when you get to know daniel Lowen, it just gets funnier and funnier because mm. this boy will say anything but he says it in a way that it's just like i wouldn't think this thing is funny if it was said by anybody else but since you said it i think it's hilarious <laughs> yeah
0: all right, so so getting back into what we're talking about. So we were talking about this idea of workspace and grace-based, which, I mean, if we look at the, uh, and I, I don't want to, like this podcast has never been about teaching for me. It's about just discussion and like mm-hmm. discovering together what, you know, what our walk should look like. Yes. Um, but in recent discussion um, with one of my teachers, he was explaining to me that uh, the idea of works-based is literally just talking about like is talking about the the law of given to the to to Israel. Yes. And and so when when we when it's talking about that specifically in, in the Bible, that it's not even something that the Gentiles were even supposed to be going into. And the Gentiles are the Christian mm-hmm. people, or Christian and non-Christian, but the Messianic Gentiles are us. Yes. Um. And so like if we're getting specific where that whole idea of workspace doesn't really exist at all but for conversation wise because this is the big debacle in society it it's like is like works good works does good works and becoming reaching this point of enlightenment get you into eternal life or is it i can do whatever i want and it's the grace cover and kind of what we're finding is that the scriptures really speak of something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Um, This middle place where it's a real relationship is really knowing God and it's stepping into his covering uh, of grace through trusting in him fully. And if we trust in him, we believe, okay, like everything that came out of Jesus's mouth was true, right? Correct. Everything that was prophesied about Jesus and, and the divine nature of, the prophets and God speaking through the prophets about, you know, the end times and, 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 and Genesis and in the entire Bible, then putting our trust in him. is like, it's not defying him. You know, like if we're really putting our trust in God and I'm like, Oh, I believe everything he says, but I'm not going to listen to any of it. What is like, is that, and, and you were started to talk about earlier, the sanctification process and you,
1: you, Use this analogy of, like, metal. Yes. Um, so, when you talk about um, purification, so, before I get into that, um, there's this thing, there's a difference between purifying and sanitizing. Do you know the difference between the two? Um so, when you slap on that ultra rare Pure Rail hand sanitizer that you can't, f- well, you can find more now, but like back in April, it was just like gold. Mm. Um, when you slap that on and <laughs> you give your hands a little rub a dub dub, and it's just like, oh man, my hands are completely clean. In that process of sanitation, you killed both the bad bacteria and, and, the, good, the, good one. and the good bacteria, mm. right? But that's in- instantaneous. No one talks about that right now. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> However, with purification, Let's say you got, you know, a creek, you got a creek running behind your house, right? Yeah. Okay. You have a a pure old water filter. Yes. Okay. So you go into the creek, let's say your water's completely out. Like you forgot to pay your water bill and you're just like (laughs) city of college station. is like, Hey man, you can't drink water anymore, man. And then they, and then you're like, well, (laughs) jokes on you, man, because I got a creek in the back of my house. So you go out there and you get some dirty old Creek water. It probably has Giardia in it. Let's be real. But you're like, I'm going to take a risk because this, this filter is like 99.9%, like cleans out all the Giardia. Life straw. Life straw. I need Shameless a, plug.
0: Dude, I need one of those, bro. I almost bought one the other day because we are going, we going Kayak River. They're 20 bucks and it gets you 5,000 gallons of water. 5,000. We are not
1: sponsored. But if you <laughs> want to sponsor Curate a Curious Life Straw, please Come subscribe. Because we would love that. Exactly. Um, but anyways, back to the analogy. Let's say you 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 uh, scoop up some good old creek water, College Station Creek water, and you let that thing filter out. It's not instantaneous filtration. It takes time. Mm. In the same way in the book of Malachi, and there are uh, more, more uh, verses about this in different books of the Bible, um, Malachi, who's a minor prophet, describes God as a refiner's fire. Mm. And when you look at that, when you look at metallurgy for example and you look at the process of getting a raw piece of silver or a raw piece of gold and turning it into something that you see in a bank heist movie where you're like man I can see my own reflection in this this is worth at least a million dollars they're just like there's a process behind it yeah and so what happens is in this case when you silversmithing right and silversmithing um, what happens is the silversmith takes the raw piece of metal and puts it in a cauldron, heats it up to about two thousand degrees Fahrenheit. So it's like, it's pretty hot. And so like, he sticks it over the center of that cauldron, where the heat is the highest. And he watches the impurities boil off. And then he takes it back, looks at it, scrubs it off, lets it dry or not dry, but lets it solidify again because it's you know pretty liquid at this point. And then um, and then sticks it back over the fire. Mm. Well, the silversmith knows when that piece of metal is getting refined, when he starts to see his own reflection in the metal. Mm. In the same way, when you're being refined by God in your faith through trials and tribulations and testings, God is starting to see his own reflection in your life. Mm. And so when you get to that purification, that's why people aren't instantaneous like Todd White's, uh, mm. who is... A really good uh, speaker and an amazing Christian and he's a role model of mine spiritual hero sure. um, because he, he lives out the gospel and it's just like such an amazing example of living out the gospel but that's aside the point but when you get to that that process and you know you're getting there like it's a amazing feeling because you're with you're withholding uh, or withstanding rather the temptations of the enemy and in the same point in time, your faith is growing. And that's what Jesus says in the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, when he describes the the soils, right? So the seed which is planted is the word of God, mm. right? And the soils depicts a human's heart. And there's four types. Excuse me. And you have the, the pathway, which is like if I tossed a, a seed on this wooden, uh, wooden floor, nothing would happen, right? There's a right. path. Um, and then you have the rocky soil, where's where a bunch of rocks in it. And you have the thorny soil, and then you have the good soil. Well, in this case, we're going to use the good soil. So when when a seed is planted in the good soil and it germinates and the roots take hold and you see a little sprout, well, the sun. Um, you know, if you, if everybody went through ninth grade or fourth grade <laughs> science class, they know what photosynthesis is. Or if you're homeschooled, you know, because Corona, then you don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, then you have a friendly thing called Google very wonderful <laughs> the oracle the oracle yes <laughs> that actively <laughs> listens to you by the way so watch is, is, that, is that is that that's true right uh, if you talk about like a, oh yeah like i have an awesome golden retriever and i would love a red dog bone for my golden retriever if you talk about that enough it will actually like target you with ads that's funny because i do do we i guess we do
0: agree like on facebook and stuff when it says like access to your microphone I, th- I assume – because it always says it after access to your camera. Mm-hmm. And so I assume it's just when you're videoing. And I understand that they're, like, advancing these algorithms and stuff. But I, I'm i still not fully sold that it's from talking. But just yesterday I was talking to my girlfriend on the phone about uh, Tevas versus Chacos. Chacos are way better, by the way. They they are. They really are. And uh, But I do have – my Chacos,
1: one of the straps – got broken. You know what or good good thing is? Yeah. Chacos has a lifetime warranty on every single pair, so you can send them back and uh, get them repaired. And that's what I did, but they took a long time because of Coronas.
0: That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had Tevas to walk around with for a while, and my feet got used to them, Mm -hmm. and they're actually pretty comfortable. They're not the best. So so this is how I describe a Teva versus a Chaco. Yep. A Teva is better for walking long distances. Okay. But a Chaco is a more
1: capable adventure shoe. That's why I call him the Air Nazareth 12. <laughs> the Air Nazareth. The Air Nazareth, man. Nothing's better than Air Nazareth 12. But I, I did see a
0: Teva ad on Facebook. Like, right after that call, I was like, okay. I'm, I, I'm I Did I look it up? Like did I, Someone's always you know,
1: watching so. me, <laughs> and I have no privacy. Oh. But anyways, back to Matthew thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when the seed germinates and it starts to sprout, the sun comes up and it gives it light, and that mm. light grows the plant. And Jesus describes because the because his disciples were like, "What does this parable mean?" Because this is the, like the first major parable that Jesus, um, uses throughout the four gospels, right? And so when the disciples ask Jesus, "Like, what does this mean?" He goes into details, like, "Hey, the sun is meant for tribulation and testing." Right. And he uses the rocky soil and the good soil, for example, because in the rocky soil, the roots can't go deep into the earth because the rocks are impeding its growth. Mm. However, when um, when they can't grow deep into the earth, they grow on the nutrient rich topsoil. That's why you'll have people who come to know the Lord. And and this is what Jesus says. They spring up very quickly. Right. And you see people do that. They're like, I love the Lord. And they're like. They start like being like all like jazzed up. They're on that spiritual high, which is very real, by the way, and and they and and then they have their first test mm. of faith. And Jesus says, "The sun scorches the roots because they were exposed, right? And so when the roots were exposed to, so when the faith was exposed to testing and tribulation, they fell away mm. because." They didn't grow deep, and they still had rocks, which are rights, like their unused rights, or what the rocks are, and they weren't ready to give those rights up. Compared to the good soil, when the sun comes, the roots are already deep into the ground. The sun grows the plant, because in Rome, I love the Book of Romans. Like, yeah, I really do love the <laughs> Book of Romans. Like when I got right with God, I read Romans, and I was like, this is so good. Like this, it was awesome. And well, so and plus,
0: Romans clearly something I'm passionate about at least clearly depicts the difference between Jew and Gentile exactly like
1: in a very clear oh, way yeah. and and Paul like if you really do a study on Romans like there are a lot of little intricate pieces if you go deep into the study that uh that are just amazing mm. and and Paul uses a lot of literary devices and I'm no me I was no means an English major but I I do respect the way he wrote in in the time and of course holy spirit inspired and everything like sure. that but Paul says suffering will produce perseverance. Perseverance will produce character and character will produce destiny. Mm. Right. And it's that suffering that the the sun comes up. That's, that's what it is. It's suffering. Like you have to be willing to suffer for the gospel. If you're a Christian, like life is hard. And you're going against the grain of the world; therefore, you're going to suffer. Mm. And it, there are, are many ways. Like there might be rejection in family and friends. You might lose friends. You might lose. You might lose a job. And other countries, like it's a little bit more severe. Mm. Um. So why don't we talk about that
0: okay. in the church? No, like like why don't we? Why don't we what? Like why don't? Mo- like why isn't that a bigger topic? The the suffering of becoming a Christian. The suffering
1: of becoming a Christian, because people are they don't count the cost before they carry their cross. Mm. And Jesus says in Luke, you have to count your cost because when you carry your cross daily, you're going against the grain of the world, right? And this when you when you suffer for the gospel, um it's something different about it, man. And yeah. there's like I said, there's different there're different cases of suffering. But when if you were like brand new and this is like different so like some some preachers um you know they might not talk about it because you know they're they might be afraid of if somebody's new and is just checking the church out and they talk about the suffering of becoming a christian (laughs) right they're like "Mm, i don't know about that man and they go out and they leave but that's that's exactly what jesus said it's like you know i've came to divide i've Mm. come to to bring justice and righteousness here on earth Mm. And like we were talking about earlier, um, that's what the second coming is going to be. And it's kind of like what church was like today. Like the four areas of God's character, which are king, father, friend, and lover. I remember the first time Eli preached that when I was a freshman. And my mind was blown Mm. because I had never thought of that before. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's just like you have to be willing to to get into all four of those characteristics and, and basically God's nature in order to fully grasp who he is. Because yeah. like Eli was saying today, if you're not comfortable with somebody, you won't be yourself. Mm. So is God comfortable with you? Mm. And that's something you should ask yourself at the end of the day. Is God comfortable being himself with you? Because or are you comfortable with God being himself? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like what Eli was saying earlier, and I'll reiterate this because there might be people who are watching this, which I'm sure weren't at you know church or watching the live stream this morning. Yeah. Um, basically, like, you have to be all right with God being himself. God is the same God in the Old Testament as he is in the New Testament. Mm. And, he, he, and he was and is and is to come. He'll be the same God in the past, now in the present, and in the future. He can't contradict his character. Otherwise, the whole universe would... Uh, Implode <laughs> so and that's something in a very sensitive state that this country and society is in right now that people can't get get right with, yeah, because everybody has to be right at the end of the day that's it's just like, oh like I'm tolerant of other people's uh perspectives and um don't impede on my perspective, otherwise i'm gonna get very sensitive and very yeah, reclusive about everything mm. and, you know there's different um reactions to that but um if you get offended by who god is like yeah. you, you're, you're not in a really good spot
0: well and i think one of the biggest things is our society's movement towards rejecting moral uh objective morality yes and objective anything mm-hmm. instead of subjective
1: yes <laughs> you know everything is is right and that's when we get into the question well what is your perspective of good mm. what is good to you is there an objective sense of good or is there a subjective sense of good same thing with justice right is there an objective sense of justice or there's is there a subjective sense of justice because when i'm not i'm not going to get political yeah because we don't need to do that but when you have the Chaz Chop LARPing zone <laughs> up in Seattle and their um, definition of justice is subjective where they don't have any established rules, well, then a- everybody gets shot. Exactly. People <laughs> get shot and killed. And this is very well elaborated in the book of Jeremiah where Jeremiah says the human heart is inherently wicked and mm-hmm. is beyond cure. mm Right. So when somebody says, oh, like my good outweighs my bad. Well, what are you basing the good off of? Because everybody is like, well, I'm better than that person. Right. And they're always willing to compare themselves to the next person. Or they'll always like use a base example of like, well, I'm better than Adolf Hitler, Mm. obviously. (laughs) And so like. And God forgave him. Right. And God forgave him. Right. (laughs) And so like you have all these subjective views. But yet at the same point in time, like sin leads to death. Yeah, no matter what if the Bible says like if you have hatred in your heart for a brother, you've committed murder. Sure, You've killed him. And and
0: even if you think about it from a a human justice point of view, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to court for like, you know, assault, I assaulted someone and they're like, oh, well, you need to spend, you know, 30 days, whatever, uh, in jail. I don't know if that's what you get for assault. I I guess you, I'm no one. <laughs> you might not go to jail. I don't know, but and but I, I sit up there. I'm like, well, Johnny Boy over here actually killed someone. Exactly. So you should let me off. It's like well, no, John's that not would on never trial. Happen. Yeah.
1: John is not on trial. You are. Yeah. And so that's why Jesus says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm. Because when we compare subjective good between peers and between other people, you blame shift. And blame shifting is what Adam did to Eve. Mm. Well, the woman you gave me made me eat this fruit. Yeah. What's funny is he was standing right next to her. Exactly. <laughs> she took it. Exactly. And when you blame shift, it's all everything. When it boils down to the centerpiece, every excuse not to know God is an excuse to justify sin. Mm. That's something I've learned over the last four years of ministry, of being a small group leader as a college student and now as a uh, full-time minister in a collegiate uh, ministry. yeah, Everything boils down to the justification of sin. Mm. And the reason, because in Romans, I love Romans. Because um, we want sin more. Exactly, exactly. In Romans 1, it, it says God gives people over to their sinful desires, mm. and that's because That's because God loves somebody so much that he's not going to force you to be in heaven with him for an eternity, but gives you the opportunity to to choose for yourself whether or not you want to choose your sinful desires and lusts or you choose an almighty, good, and justified and righteous God. And he's willing to say, hey, I've made a place for you that if you don't want to spend an eternity with me, you can go there and that place is called hell. Because Mm. God isn't going to hold a gun to your head and say, you're going to spend an eternity with me forever and ever. Amen. Mm. Like, he wants people who really do love him for who he is to be there with them. Because eternity is forever. And I don't think people really grasp that perspective. Because we're all on a a time-based conundrum. And Mm. I love that (laughs) word's fun. Conundrum. Conundrum. but we're on a we're on a, a time-based perspective and James goes into this so well when he says your life is nothing but a mist. Mm. And it's it's so funny. I'll use an example. Um 2 years ago in a small group, I was with my guys and I, you know, and every small group leader kind of like is iffy about the whole hell conversation because you're just like, hey, like hell's real, guys. Like this is what the Bible says and <laughs> Jesus talks about it a lot. So we need to talk about it. And yeah. It's so like I got it. so I so I so that verse came up because I was just like, guys, this is serious. Like, you like literally, you're not guaranteed the next five minutes. Like, right. and people act like they want to live, they're going to live until they're 80 or 90. And so, like, I literally go into the cabinet and I get a Febreze bottle, and I was like, James says this, your life is nothing but a mist, and go, Psst. you're dead. Where are you now? Yeah, I'm like, oh, watch this. Oh, you're dead twice over. Where are you now? This isn't Hinduism. You don't get (laughs) reincarnated. Um, But, yeah, that's the thing. It's like. Would you even want to come back as a lizard? Let's be honest. (laughs) Reptilians. They're real. I'm just kidding. But in all reality, God is so loving. And and people throw this around all the time. God is love. That's an objective truth. God Mm -hmm. is love. But God is so loving. Number one, he sent his son to die on the cross for us. But number two, to give you the free will to do whatever you want in this life.
2: Mm.
1: To obey him and to have a life which is full and joyous and is just amazing, though you will suffer because you're going against the grain of the world. Or you you can partake in all the pleasures the world has to offer and then suffer the adverse effects of never being satisfied. Yeah. There are temporal, there are temporal pleasures. Don't get me wrong. I live that life. Yeah. Yes. When, when you're going out onto Northgate, which is the bar district here in College Station, and this was in my BC days or before Christ days, when I was in my fraternity, and you're going out and you're going to the different bars, like, and you're having a time, and you're living for yourself and only yourself. Don't get me wrong. There are temporal pleasures, but you'll always be dissatisfied afterwards. Mm. You'll feel empty. And that's why God gave you a conscience too. Your conscience is an alarm clock, right? And mm, I never so thought about it, like that. it. It really is. And you can either get up when your conscience is going out or going off, and saying, "Man, I really need to to listen to what my conscience is saying." Or you click click or you keep hitting that snooze button mm. until you oversleep, and then your conscience has nothing because you've just run out. You've trampled over it, right? And for some. They just don't listen anymore. That's kind of like God's warning system. It's like, if so, I grew up in in Dallas, right? And every once in a while, we'll get a tornado come through coming through, yeah. right? And um, and you have tornado sirens, and you're just like, what's and, going on? What's <laughs> going on here? And it's just like it's super eerie. Yeah. And so like you'll be like, oh, is this serious? Like, or, <laughs> of course, like most people go outside and they're like, oh, where's the tornado at? I just want to <laughs> see it. But if you're smart, you're gonna go into the innermost room or a basement or a tornado shelter because there aren't any basements in Dallas um and just take cover right and the same way if you listen to your conscience you're going to be like I need to get right with God or I need to find a way of why my conscience is bothering me so much mm-hmm. which will in turn lead to God because eternity this is what scripture says in Romans eternity is on every man's heart mm-hmm. right and actually like I'll I'll share one more scripture sure um I love the Book of Romans. It's it's honestly an amazing book, and I love it. Um, it's in Romans two. Great read, by the way. Um, yeah, it's right here. So Romans two fifteen, they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences also bearing witness, and their thoughts sometimes accusing them, and at other times defending them. So it's Mm. like you have like eternity on your heart. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do about it?
0: Well, that kind of uh, plays into something we were talking about earlier, which was this kind of subconscious knowing that we have are, are meant for, or we like everything we do is misplaced glory or or yes it is false glory or we are meant for glory and fall short of it exactly every time we were meant to for the age to come we were meant for this eden this uh this utopian life yes. and society
1: and so um yeah there's this book and there's this author so within kai alpha i'm just going to tell you a little bit of our of our culture within the ministry we have books called old dead guy books and these guys we read are old and dead and it's you know these guys are guys who have had such an amazing and profound walk they've affected masses of people and they're worth the read because they share their their walk on in the books. And so like we collect these books and you know, we have libraries and libraries and libraries and you know, my friend Daniel Owen is just like (laughs) a book collecting fiend. All right. Like I'll tell you a story, a story later, but anyways, like there's this guy's name is FW Borum. He's old and dead and gone. But anyways, he, he wrote a book. It's called three and a half moons. And if you can find it for a decent price, I would highly suggest you get it because it changed my perspective on a whole lot of things. But what Bailey was mentioning, he wrote in that book. And in that, he said, there is a sense of misplaced glory because man has recognized that th- their crown has been casted mm. um, because of the sin that they've committed. So what men tries to do is they try to come up with these, these glorious things that in the eyes of man look amazing. They look awesome. Like, for example, landing on Mars or yeah. landing on the moon, for example, or. Or, you know, creating a cure for cancer or any other, like, historical and astronomical feat. Solving world hunger. Exactly. Um, you you have these things, and the eyes of man are amazing and glorious and awesome and just strike awe to you. But at the same point in time, it will all be in vain because if it's not from God, you have a misplaced glory because you're aiming for earth. We have a mm. maxim in Kai Alpha where it's just like if you aim for if you aim for Earth you get nothing out of it, but if you aim for Heaven you get Earth thrown in it. Mm. And so like what Borom was saying is that like everybody recognizes sublimely that they are meant for e- an eternal kingdom. That they know that they're royalty. That's why everybody has these grand schemes in their mind of hey like I want to advance humanity to the extent that I want to. That's a lot of people at Texas A&M in the engineering department. And we've had like conversations Mm. with guys that they're very noble causes, but at the end of the day, it's going to be in vain or Mm. it's going to be, it's nothing but vanity because it doesn't have God in it. Yeah. Right. And so like we are co-heirs with Christ. That's what the Bible says. We, we will rule on the right hand of him. We are adopted into the sonship. Right. And so we will each have a crown in heaven because we're all royalty kings and queens of the kingdom right um but people on earth that aren't saved that aren't right with god they they sublime like i said sublimely recognize it and that's why they throw in these major feats because they want it they want their they want the good to prevail and that's going back to good um and they want their name on it exactly (laughs) and then it goes to pride yeah
0: I I was listening this earlier. I think after church, I I came and just like prayed and took a little nap and I I put on some instrumental music. And sometimes when you put that on, then Spotify radio send you some other stuff. Exactly. And this one had words and it was a a song that I'd recognized before, but it's this like very like heartfelt woman singer that is like basically saying without you, there is no purpose. Yes. And, uh, just hearing that it just like hit it hit me and it was just like i mean that spiritual truth was just like right in front of my face like and, and i've known that but just reiterating that and like feeling that in the moment was like yeah like i that it is so true what per, and i think that's what everybody struggles with right uh and cuz both in you you and i came from that like party culture once yeah and it, the problem with that and when, when you reject the glory of God and, and the things he has for you and he wants to bless you with and you say, ah, no, no, I'll make it for myself and I'll mm-hmm. figure it out myself. And, you know, maybe later, you know, you tend to be in this circle yeah, where you're always looking for purpose and it's never found. Yes. It's like where like I have tried so hard. Uh, this is why I told someone one time, and they're like, "Oh, well, you're so young, you couldn't have tried everything. I was like, "I literally tried everything <laughs> to give me purpose, yeah, and there's nothing but Jesus himself and this promise and this looking forward to this cosmic encounter where everything comes to a close in this story we call humanity, yes, you know, uh that there's nothing but that that could give you any type of substance. Because if you're not going for that, what else is there? You got 70 years, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Depends how stupid you are. <laughs> some can give more, some can give less. Depends on how many, much beer you drink.
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> See ya. But, yeah. Um, the purpose of man is another... Um, question we get a lot well what's the purpose of man if god exists which he does um and the answer is to worship god Mm. right to worship the all creator and he will give you a purpose right and so you and that purpose is revealed in different passions that he has instilled in you um and the more it all goes back to purification and sanctification right and the more you get purified the more you that purpose is revealed right so it's just like it's like spider-man right when uh i I forget who says it but it's like with great power comes great responsibility right Mm. and so in that in that same way god will give you more responsibility he'll give you more trust because he trusts you more and he'll open doors in areas where you might not think the doors would open and he'd give you a place to be and a purpose to defer, to deflect back to God what is originally his. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like, dude, being, being in ministry has like changed my life and being in a position where I'm leading a small group and, and now, you know, doing full time, obviously um, it's just like, dude, like it's, it's amazing when you see some when you witness somebody who was completely dead to sin Mm. come to know jesus you're just like wow if i didn't say yes to you jesus or say yes to becoming a small group leader or say yes to like doing this next step in faith this person would Mm. still be dead to sin Mm. and when you talk about eternity you can talk about the eternal weight of a yes Mm. one yes Right, it has a ripple effect on everything around you, mm. right? And so, an example is um, obviously the staff members of Chi Alpha, because Chi Alpha was re-pioneered at Texas A&M four years ago when I was a freshman. And so, like if those guys didn't say yes, I wouldn't be here. I would absolutely not. I can assure you, I would not be here right now. I'd probably be still involved in a fraternity right now, <laughs> right? And so, it's just like. You have, even if it's insignificant to you, you have no idea how far that ripple goes until you meet Jesus when you pass away. And you see him, and he's just like, hey, look what that one, yes, did. You may have completely forgotten about it, but look how far it went. Mm. And then he's like, well done, my good and faithful servant. And that's, and another scripture is like, those who can be entrusted with a little can be entrusted with a lot. Hmm. And that's so true because if you're, if you're, if you don't have a lot and it can it it can be materially, it can be spiritually, it can be whatever. But if you're proven to be trustworthy with with what you have, because you recognize that what you have isn't yours to begin with and it's God's and you defer it back to him, that's the whole parable of the talents. Um, then you can be entrusted with a lot. And a lot of times that
0: a lot isn't, Even going to manifest in this age, yeah, exactly. Like you could serve in kids ministry your entire life and feel like you didn't make much of an impact on the world. And once you, like once once Jesus returns in the age to come, and Jesus's government is established on earth, he's gonna appoint you to something great. You know, because of that faithfulness itself. You know, um I I was thinking about something when you were talking. so when when you saw like you're leading this small group leader and it's usually uh, uh, underclassmen or a lower classman or or just peop- it can, it's whoever anybody you
1: meet. it's whoever you meet. Well,
0: and when you see there that like that light ignite in them, yes, it's not only like a works kind of or actions fruit that you see, but you can see it in their eyes, exactly, and their and, walk and yes, it's weird.
1: So to bring it back around to the original conversation about. Works based and grace based. I I don't think we covered I we covered this, but there's a middle go, there's a yeah. middle ground called lordship, mm. and that's covered in in the book. I think it's James three, if I'm not mistaken. But lordship is doing something because you love somebody so much, mm. right? And so if you love Jesus so much and you recognize what He did for you, fully recognize what He did for you, then you're going to do whatever He asks you to do because you love Him that much you have that agape love for him as he does for you right and so it's it's amazing and like and like you were just saying um the the eyes are the lamp of the body right and that's Jesus says that as well and he's and it's just like you can tell if somebody has that eternal joy because mm. just by looking in their eyes and you can tell that especially right now when you know masks are mandatory everywhere oh, yeah. <laughs> and people are just like you have the the soul in like I don't yeah. know. I can't really do it on camera right now. but like, I you, hate you, everyone. Oh, it's just like, don't talk to me. You have the... You have the uh, it's like, don't talk to me even though you like, can't I'm gonna, talk to me. I'm going to put anywhere. a restraining order on you if you come within six <laughs> yeah. feet of me. So please don't come within six feet of me because I'm afraid of the corona. <laughs> and it's just like...
0: Well, that's what my, uh, my uncle, uh, he's my great uncle. His name is Tim Comer. I'm shouting him on the internet right now. Um, he was a missionary with his wife, my aunt, uh, Sharon, in Sri Lanka. And at the time, I think it might still be this way, but at the time it was illegal to, like, be a Christian Mm -hmm. or, like, print Bibles. And they would print Bibles there. And there was people that wanted to murder them and attempted to murder them. That's crazy. And he was talking. He's like, yeah, I've known these people for, like, 40 years. He's, like, in Waco now. And, uh... Like, I've, I've been going to this church with these people for 40 years, and we were looking, we were sending out invitations. We're like, hey, we so they ended up sending 14,000 Bibles to random houses wow. in all of Waco. So, someone's just gonna get a Bible, and it's actually it's awesome, it's actually called The Life of Jesus, so it's not actually like labeled as a Bible, so it's just like in chronological order of the life of Jesus. Wow, so it's, there's no like all these lineages and these confusing stuff, it's just the life of jesus
1: um it's like a good old little gideon bible yeah it's like the everyday <laughs> carry you got your you got your anointing oil and you got your little gideon <laughs> bible yeah and it's just like that's the slim like um what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> it's just like you don't have a lot and you just like i got my little bible and i got my little oil need. it's all i need and my, my faith and and muster seed faith exactly (laughs) yeah Well, that's that's another thing it's just Mm -hmm. like if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you can command mountains to move Mm. so how little is your faith Mm, right and you're just like oh well well,
0: that's the thing it's like he was so confused when he sent out these invitations and people are like oh yeah we'll help you pack these books into envelopes but there's like specific labeling and stuff you need to do he's like yeah why don't you guys just come over to the shop and we'll just sit there we'll have a good old time we'll make some tea or something and we'll 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 package these up and like oh well mm, I, we were thinking you could just drop it off and like yeah and he was like i've known these people for 40 years over 40 years been in ministry saw them as bold christians back when there wasn't threats in the united states and now they're hiding in their homes well wow. it's like and he's like don't they realize that to live is as Christ and to die is to gain. Like he mm-hmm. and he's an older guy. He's had heart conditions. He is of the whatever it's called, vulnerable. Is that is that
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The vulnerable or the You protect the vulnerable, the elderly. That yeah type. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People who have health conditions. Yes. I think.
0: Yeah. And he's a part of that and he's like not afraid of anything because it's like, what do we have to lose?
1: Yes. <laughs> there's nothing to lose but there's an eternity to gain. Mm. And that one verse that you quoted to live is Christ to die is gain um, it's a math problem it's a math equation if you think about it mm. to live is blank is to die is blank right the, so to live as let's say money is to die is loss the second mm. is a derivative of the first there's only one correct answer as there is on most math exams and you know that's why I'm not an engineer I on- graduate as an engineer and the
0: only time you gain is when you die
1: mm. And that is <laughs> amazing. Amazing. There's no other scenario. I know. And then you go into cost and value. Like you value something mm. just like if you value something proportionally to w- what it costs you. Right. Mm. And so like I'm like I'm going to use like I'm assuming like people are sneaker heads. Right. So let's <laughs> say like Kanye drops his new batch of Yeezys, man. They're like they're like the Jesus is Lord brand. Or the Jesus is Lord like line. Yeah and you're going to adidas and you're just like man i'm gonna wait up all night to get my Jesus' is lord yeezys and i'm gonna drop two hundred dollars on these yeezys right morning comes around you go into the store you pick them up and you're like that's what's up that's what's up i'm never gonna wear these but that's what's up <laughs> and so like you bring them home you got a little glass container because it's in a, it's like a brand new pair of yeezys yeah and you don't want to wear them but you want to show them off <laughs> and so you put it in the glass container and you're just hanging out. And then your buddies are like, yo, dude, we're going to go to Ross. And we're going to look for some good deals. You want to come? And you're like, dude, heck yeah, let's go. I love Ross. And you go to Ross. And you're just like, all your buddies are doing whatever. And then you, you're like, I'm going to go to the sneaker section, right? And so you go over there. And lo and behold, what do you find? The same pair of Yeezys, same size, same brand, are $20. A tenth of the price that your other shoes cost. Which ones do you wear? That's a
0: great question. Well, uh, my, my critical mind is just thinking, oh, well, those are really uncomfortable Yeezys oh, yeah. at Ross. <laughs> so like, that's are, what I was thinking. Are these the Chinese knockoff ones? <laughs> yeah, or what? exactly. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. I was like, there's no way they're
1: real. Yeah. <laughs> but they're legit. Right. They're legit Yeezys. So which one do you wear? You, you
0: probably wear the cheaper ones. The
1: $20 ones. Mm. Why? Because it didn't cost you as much. Mm-hmm. So you'll wear them out, throw dirt exactly on it. which so which one do you place at the centerpiece of your house do the exact same thing, which one do you put in the centerpiece of your house and which one do you wear on your feet and wear out until they get all trashed up and you throw them out right you, wear, you the one that cost you two hundred dollars because that cost you like a bunch of money you yeah. know, and in the same way, how much does G, how much do you value Jesus because how much does he cost did he cost you mm do you wear them on your feet until you wear them out and then you throw them away from the next best thing? Or do you put them at the centerpiece of your heart? Mm.
0: That makes the, the, the rich man scenario make a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, like, I, I can imagine if someone, like, think about it this way. Jesus had to come off of his throne. Yeah. Like, You have to have the same faith as Jesus to be like a rich man or a ruler and come and submit yourself, you know, as a servant. Because that's what we really are as
1: Christians. We're servant kings. The last will be first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like Jesus had God's eternal economy in heaven. Mm. He had complete oneness with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. But yet God the Father was like... Yo, Jesus, you got to do what you got to do, man. And you got to go down to earth. And this is why Jesus says like, you know, heaven is like a treasure in the field. Like you will sell everything that you own to buy the field. Mm. Our treasure is like a, a priceless pearl. Same thing, same scenario, right? When you discover heaven, and heaven is anywhere where God is, where God dwells so you can very well have heaven here on earth which personally i experience which is amazing um not to the fullest though not to the fullest. obviously not to the fullest but like the the limited portion that i'm able to have right now is amazing it's much
0: better than oh yeah it's oh yes yes
1: exactly much better than um the pain-stricken world which you know lashes its teeth every time you you preach the gospel.
0: Well, and um, and I mean if we we really want to get down to the to the root of it, the the worst part of that is the relationships that yes. you have there. Mm-hmm. Because man, if if anything's important in this, in this life, it's the relationships we have. Exactly. And like how genuine, how deep they are cuz the last thing we want is someone to not actually care about us, you know. Yes. And
1: so like um and that's why, like, I really don't like most TV shows where a character is portrayed as a Christian, mm. because most TV shows perceive the Christian as somebody who will say one thing and then do the exact opposite of what they say, and they're represented, they're represented just in such a stark way. And I think of like The Office and Angela and like the early seasons where she was just like that, yeah. the obstinate like. You know church goer who like you know wears the cross and like is better than everybody else right and i think that's the that's the view that a lot of people have as as christians and you know when you have somebody who's really in love with god and really in love with jesus it's just like they're not like that at all no they are not like that at all they're not stuck up they're not comparing you to them they're not like oh yes quite you. the contrary. you're like oh yes you're definitely going to hell man and I have my place in heaven. I have my own throne. It's already engraved. I've got some chocolate milk up there too, cause I love chocolate milk. And it's just like you know, it's like those. That's you're th- talking about
0: Jehovah's a Witness. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: we're we'll not getting into that. I that's, feel like
0: I might get demonetized. Uh, yeah, for that.
1: Uh, nah. <laughs> you don't want to get in. Yeah, what's <laughs> that's a topic for another day. Um, no, no, but quite the contrary.
0: Those are the people, oh, sweet. the people that genuinely love Jesus, and and, and our our united with him and and seek him on a daily basis and that actually love him those are the only people that can actually love you yes like to to the fullest of what love is yes you may be admired by some people that don't love god you may be lusted after or felt infatuation for someone but that many times gets confused with love and love is is non-existent without a
1: connection to the source of love it's quite impossible yes and i've got scripture for that actually and love is an action and it's not a feeling right you know everybody there, there are millions of songs about love <laughs> can you feel the love tonight it's so a short snippet and you'll probably get demonetized for that one too yeah. um because <laughs> i sound exactly like the girl who sung that but anyways but like in scripture love is an action like love is an absolute action and that mm. action is seen through the cross. Exhibit A. Um, but in this case we're looking at first John chapter two and this John and the beloved. Like I love the gospel of John because John like interjects his thoughts, like he's like, Oh the disciple who Jesus loved the most or like the <laughs> disciple who was resting on Jesus or the disciple who beat Peter to the tomb. Like I love the dude's a goon. Like yeah. I, I relate with him on that end. Um But this is like, this is important, right? I'll, I'll start in first John two, three through um, six. This is a very, very, very important. Cause it's, a, it, 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 illustrates the example of what love is and what it you know Mm. what christianity is and john says this he says we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands whoever says i know him but does not do what he commands is a liar and the truth is not in that person but Mm. if anyone obeys his word love for god is truly made complete in them This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Mm. That's pretty plain. That's a Christian. (laughs) Hmm. Let's see. Are a lot of people living as Jesus did right now? (laughs) Obviously, no. And Jesus says, like, be perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. Mm. That's a bold statement. Right. Right. He also says these things you will do greater than I yeah he's promising us that and it's just like when you when you talk about perfection it's not being God obviously God is God and we are not yeah a very plain statement but at the same point in time when you break that verse down to the Greek you see the Greek word called teleos which means maturity so you're responsible be perfect be mature as what you know when you it's like telling it's like telling a five-year-old to clean a room compared to a 17-year-old to clean their room Mm. obviously there's a stark difference because a five-year-old will just toss around a bunch of toys to make it look clean in their eyes which they have the absolute right to because they're five right compared to a 17-year-old if they do that they'll be like dude you didn't clean your room you just tossed a bunch of stuff around right (laughs) like i expect better of you that's the same thing in the christian faith obviously if you're if you're brand new to the faith if you're a baby christian and you're still drinking the milk you aren't held responsible as much As somebody who has been walking with the Lord for ten years, Mm. right? And then you get into the old the the other statement of you know you drink the milk of the faith and then you eat the meat of the faith and how that's a natural transition you know when you're babies you drink milk when you are grown men you eat meat Um, unless if you're on a keto diet or vegetarian, my friend. (laughs) that's just how things are. And vegans are
0: horrible. though. No, honestly, they're I'm, terrible, terrible I, people. No, I eat mostly plants, but I I, I do like the occasional ribeye. Oh, good choice, my or, friend. Or uh, king crab. That's Ooh. really delicious as well
1: with butter sauce. Alaska <laughs> king crab. Mm. Straight off of. Uh, Straight off the dead, boat. Deadliest catch. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like those sailors got mouths oh, though. Maybe. Yeah, they do, Frank. That's <laughs> very, very, very true statement. But here's the thing: there is a. A a thing called being lactose intolerant. Are you lactose intolerant? I uh, praise God, I'm not. Okay, my but go- I have my girlfriend is. Oh, yeah, sorry,
0: um, <laughs> sorry, sorry,
1: yeah. But my roommate, ex roommate now, he just got married. Praise God. Um, Caleb, he's lactose intolerant, right? Mm. He loves dairy though, so, so he eats it anyway. Yes, except for milk, he's drinking he's drinking almond milk. But basically, okay. how this relates to faith is that. If you drink milk for way too long, you become lactose intolerant to what's being fed to you. And the thing is, you notice it, but more importantly, the surrounding people notice it. Because when you have bowel issues <laughs> with this lactose and you start, you know, passing gas, like everybody knows that you're lactose intolerant. Mm. Same thing with, Christian, with, the, with Christianity. If you've been drinking the milk for way too long, and you're obviously not progressing in faith and you're stagnant and complacent and comfortable with where you are, people will tell starts to smell. It starts to smell. It starts <laughs> to stank in here. And so that's when you have to be like, okay, Lord, what's next? If you recognize that in your life right now, you have to recognize that, Hey, like God is calling you to be a teacher. God is calling you to minister. It's to, it's time to eat the meat of the faith and start getting into the word on your own because mm-hmm. like you can only be spoon-fed for so long before it starts to get weird. Yeah. And I think of grown-ups when that – have you seen grown-ups before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the the, <laughs> the, the kid – I think it's like Kevin James's kid. And he's just like, Mommy, Mommy, I want some milk. And he's like <laughs> – oh, and, he yeah. and he gets breastfed in front of everybody. The, guys, right, the kid's like right. four. I that. And it's just like weird. You're like, what? Yeah, what's going on here? <laughs> this is weird. This is very weird.
0: No, but th- that's not to say like – because I think a lot of people are like, okay – well, but I can't understand the Bible, like I'm not a Messianic Jew or anything. I'm not Paul. Neither am I. And, yeah, and it, and it's good to read Scripture on your own, but I also don't necessarily discourage seeking out a multitude of different teachers, like online, because we have this mass resource. It's called specifically the FAI. Great resource. We talk about it all the time. That's but right. there's plenty of other teachers. Um but that's that's something you seek out as well, right? You're, yes. You if you are looking to be spoon fed, you are just showing up one day a week, like, uh, you know. Uh, but when you are seeking out, like I am constantly like searching the scriptures, searching teachings, and and like I think I sent you that Daniel series of FMI, yeah, 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 and just really seeking like what what is the what did God want us to get from this? You know, what yeah. is the eternal perspective? What is the biblical author's perspective? You know.
1: 66 books between 44 authors over a span of close to 2000 years it's a library it's not a book it's a library yeah and you know when you start to view the bible as that as a love story Mm. number one and as like creation itself as an expression Exactly. yes um it opens your eyes so much more because people are very tempted to be like the Bible's a book. And am like, oh man, you smoking crack or what? Because it's not a book. It's definitely a library if you look at it in a perspective. And it's just like, dude, Isaiah was written like 750 years before Jesus was born. Yeah. Yet there are prophecies about Jesus in that book which did come true. Yeah. Hello. And so like, you have the all these like scriptures that point to Jesus and then you're like, that's truth. That's objective truth. And then you go back to it and you're just like, you get closer to God. Yeah. And that's, God's living word—that's yeah. the Bible—and it's you know, if you have one, feel lucky. Yeah. It's a miracle because there are a lot of people all over the world that would die, literally die, to have a Bible. Mm. Like there are stories of um, of people of, of believers in China, right, where they only have a page of scripture, yet they are able to reach thousands of people with one page. <gasps> And, um, and the
0: Chinese government is terrified mm, of them having They Bible.
1: They are very terrified, and, you know, that's why they've implemented social credit systems. Mm-hmm. Um, And that, you know, they persecute Christians. They're like, hey, you will not get welfare unless you denounce Jesus. And that's well, real persecution. And, and not only that, they
0: get their kids to spy on them. They'll go to each kid. There's, like, personal testimony of this happening of... The teacher will go, Okay, hey Billy, like do you do your homework? Okay, okay. Do you believe in Jesus? Billy. Do you have a Bible? Yeah. The Chinese not... kid
1: named Billy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do I you... don't know what kind of Chinese well,
2: kid. Well they wouldn't is. be
0: speaking English
2: either. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. or exactly. Or...
0: <laughs> do you have a Bible? Oh, do your parents tell you about Jesus? And then they'll like condition it in them to yeah. tell the people at school, the people at school, the teachers tell the government, the government shows up at your house and has a stern talk with you. Exactly. Which by stern talk, it's definitely not what a stern talk is in American society. No, and um, but America is horrible, right? Horrible! It's the worst country ever, right? What do you mean? I'm, I'm being completely. Oh yeah, yeah. Facetious. yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh, don't wait. take that as a literal oh, quote. You want to get into <laughs>
1: that, huh?
0: I was like, it's way, way worse than communism. We should have communism, you know. You
2: yeah, know? that's a great
1: thing. You know, <laughs> just just fight for oppression, true oppression. And no, um,
0: but that's yeah. so true, man. Because I was uh, I was listening to this uh, thing called the Voice of the Martyrs, and they were talking about this guy that is literally a missionary in communist China. Was like the thing we need more than anything is Bibles. Yeah, more than anything, we need Bibles, and so they're trying to figure out different digital ways to get people Bibles. Because think about it this way, like if you carry around this thing, you're gonna get smacked.
1: But you can smack back with that thing, dude. It's got some <laughs> eternal weight True. to it.
0: Exactly. But uh but if you have it on here, you know what? the only way they're gonna know it is if they're in
1: Hacker their, Man. They're in their phone, which they probably are. <laughs> yep. Dude, it's yeah, it's crazy. Just to see the 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 state of the world right now. And just like how people are really perceiving the situation that everybody's in, mm. you know? Um, and back, uh, in March when everything really started, like Corona started spreading its fingers around the world. Yeah. Um, you, you had people allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> um, there were two, we don't want Corona um, to sue us. So, you know, Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> awful. Um, we got to say allegedly, 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 of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, but the two scriptures are like Second Chronicles 714 and then like uh, Psalms 91, the whole chapter and people were quoting out, out the wazoo. And it's just like if my people would humble themselves uh, then I'll turn an ear from heaven and hear them. And then Psalms ninety one's hmm. talking about a pestilence, which is another word for disease and how you know God will shelter you if you stand under his wing against these pestilence. And so people were quoting that out the wazoo. I remember seeing it all over Facebook. I'm like, dude, heck yeah! Like people are getting yeah. into the scripture. Right. People are standing on a, a biblical eternal truth that God has promised us, and they're implementing it into their lives. And then, and it know, was
0: honestly unifying it people. Was.
1: People, yeah. more people going to the park, more people
0: just like out, more people like spending time with each other and mm-hmm. friends, and more people like thinking about eternal things. Yeah, too. exactly. Like, what is Wait, I need to start thinking about, like, because I might die because of this? Oh, I, let me get into the Bible.
1: <laughs> exactly. And we saw that for a brief second. Yeah. And then, as the world does, it just back to hatred, back to anxiety, yeah. back to very wicked things. And, um,
0: you know. I personally got a lot of blessing out of quarantine. Yeah, like, just me too. time with the Lord. And exactly.
1: Then, yeah. And that's something that um, our pastor was like, hey, you had two months. Right. You had two months to be alone with the Lord. What did you do with it? Right. And it's just like, man, like, dude, with Kai, oh, my God, it's so much fun. So I was telling you about this before we started the podcast. And, like, we, as a ministry, we did this 100-day of prayer, 100 days Mm -hmm. of continuous consecutive 24-hour prayer, Right. And we would post up in All-Face Chapel, which is, like, the chapel on campus. And we basically do, like, squatter's rites in one of those meditation rooms. Yeah. And we'd be like, yo, bro, like, you can't come in here. We're praying. We're interceding for the community and the campus and everybody. And we're just praying it out, man. And um, basically, then corona hit. Mm-hmm. And Texas A&M was like, hey, man, you can't Shut really be down. in here anymore. Uh, you have to move. Oh, my God. And so we were just like, well, what do we do with it? And so – we had an RV, <laughs> oh. and over spring break, we had some awesome people you know, take charge of that because literally like how it worked was guys would have the graveyard shift. We would start at 8 p.m., and we would end at 8 a.m. So you're praying throughout the night. You're making some sleep sacrifices, and, mm. and we're just like giving the benefit of the doubt to the ladies uh, because, number one, for safety and security reasons, like you don't want them to be out at 2 or 4 in the morning when there could be some sketchy characters out. Um and then on top of that, you know, just being gentlemen, like, hey, like we'll take the graveyard shifts. You, you guys just intercede during the day. Um so we so we went from office chapel in January from January to March, the R V for a week, and then we we're like, Well, what do we do now? Mm. and so we had we had people at the house um for a little bit and then we we're just like this isn't gonna work. Um so we moved it to this lovely application called Zoom. <laughs> and um and yeah, we just zoomed it out, man. And uh yeah. you know we the thing is, it's just like if like you go until you're relieved, you pray until you're relieved. And so for some of the guys, it was just like some people would not be too or they would uh, fall too much in love with the back of their eyelids and you would they would miss their uh, shift, their shift. And so some guys would be praying for like four hours at a time or my roommate, Ryan Hoffert. Like I love Ryan and if, and you guys will probably never meet him, but he's one. Of, he's the most humble guy you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> He literally sleeps on a mat on this, like, little wooden eagles, eagle's nest in our house. Like, he doesn't sleep on his bed. He sleeps on his mat. And I'm just like, dude, I don't get you. But, you know, if you like that, you know, praise God. But yeah. this guy would literally sign up for, like, four-hour shifts intentionally. And he'd be like, yeah, man, I'm just going to get along with God for four hours. And it's just like, and we're, we're joking about the holy points. It's like, oh, yeah, like, Ryan's definitely going to prestige here in a second, Like (laughs) He's about to hit that, like, level 10 prestige, like, in his holy points. And so it's just like, man, like, in that time, like, when you get along with God, he reveals so much more to you. And that's the initiative is you want, you have to want to get along with God because if you feel forced to get along with him, nothing's going to happen. If you feel like, oh, I'm obligated to get along Mm. with God because I'm a Christian, you're not going to grow. It's a loving relationship. It's the same thing if you're dating somebody, like, you you have to you obviously have to love them um to be, if you are gonna date them but at the same point in time it's just like you want to be with them if you are in love with them like and that's the whole thing with Jesus yeah. it's like if you really love them you are going to want to be with him and uh, yeah it's just like this crazy thing and you very you you start to um, put eternal things on your more important uh, list most important list and you start to to weigh things with an eternal scale, um mm. than a worldly scale. So mm.
0: Dude, and one of my favorite things to do is just explore or imagine what the age to come will be like. Dude. Like what is gonna be possible. Like I, I know space travel is gonna be like it's gonna it's gonna be legit. Like and I can just imagine like, hey Cole, uh you wanna meet me at the top of you know a mountain at Big Bend later. All right. And then we just
2: <laughs> fly <laughs> it. Sup?
0: What's good, bro? What's oh, good, I bro? just wanted to have lunch up here, you know. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Eat some of uh, the the fruit of the tree fruit. of
1: life. The uh, fruit of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Love, joy, peace. <laughs> All that stuff.
0: Dude, well, do you have anything else to say? I know we're a little late to this
1: game here. Dude, no worries. Catan can <laughs> wait. All right angsty daniel owen can wait and he's probably getting angsty because we're not there right now do you know if anybody's there ready um let me check my wonderful cellular little thighs i
0: do actually while you're doing that i do actually have a scripture that i wanted to kind of talk about Ooh, hit him with it it's uh second corinthians 4
1: hit him with it and this is
0: the new living translation well, by the hold way. up wait a minute says, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, or in other translations, ministry, mm. you know, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all that, we never give up. Never. Never. We reject all shameful deeds. All of them. And listen to this. And underhanded methods. What does that mean? Underhanded methods. Underhanded methods. Underhanded methods is like brainwashing. Okay. That's uh, an example. Or specifically leaving certain information out to try to slide in the gospel like the enemy would. Does that make mm. sense? Using some enemy's tactics to. Some deceptive
1: tactics. So to, you mean for just like. Just using abusive like. Using scripture to abuse somebody, to be like, hey, like, I'm going to heaven, you're not, I'm a better person, to justify sinful acts? Well, not necessarily. Okay. It could
0: be with good intention. All right. But it's using the tactics that aren't inspired by God. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A little bit. That's and, pretty interesting. And it says, oh, this will make sense. We don't trick, we don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. So it's like saying presenting the gospel in its fullness every time. It's kind of like what we were talking about at church today, or Eli was talking about, was Mm -hmm. that you can't just have a sliver of who God is. Oh, I only want the loving God, but I don't want the discipline of God. Oh, I, I want to tell people about God, the grace God, the one that forgives you of your sins, but I, I don't want to tell them about the one who justly judges and destroys those who choose otherwise. Exactly. And and so that's what it's saying. And many times we create these programs within church, and this is kind of a conversation we were having before, which was like, all right, um, where does that – and and we don't have the answer, right? This is a question that's been here for millennia where does that gospel become
1: a false gospel False
0: gospel? And, and we'll, we'll re- return to that. I want to finish this verse real fast. If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, yep. it is hidden only from those who are perishing. Mm. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news, they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of god, so it's it's basically saying like don't worry if someone rejects you they're they're perishing you know it it's not it's not necessarily on you, like give them the fullness of who I am, and if they reject that, they're perishing for it and it's 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 that's that's big, you know,
1: yeah, and um. You know, personally, that's something I struggled with for a long time, mm. um, and it's that little sense of pride that people still have. Uh, personally, like with me, because um, with this ministry opportunity that I have with Kai Alpha to become a full time minister, I'm support raising, sure. meaning the institution isn't paying me. I'm going out and dream casting with people about, hey, this is what God is doing on Texas A and M's campus right now, and I want to be, I want to continue to be a part of it. And I'm basically like, hey, man, like, do you want to lower me into the well at Texas A&M, which is the missions field? And then pull me out of the well with students. Mm. And it's just like, that's what support raising is. And mm. you'll get some yeses. You'll get some no's. You get some hard yeses. You'll get some hard no's. Yeah. And so it's like money, 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 like, money, I like money. <laughs> and so, uh, but not really because you can't love money and god at the same time. Uh, yeah. It's impossible. Um well and like you were explaining earlier it's
0: not really that much money.
1: Yeah, no, it's the bare minimum. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that, you know. Um growing up, I you know, I grew up in a uh, upper middle class um, uh, part of the you know, part of the nation. And so like you could I could basically ask for anything and I'll get it. Um, but at this point it's just like, man, like I, you know, money is just a material. It's like, it's the create, it's a material that gets you materials. And, Mm. and like one of my, one of my passions is I love to invest both Mm. in people and also in the stock market. Um, that's just one of the passions I have. And so like when, when you take that, it's just like, I will invest in something that has, you know, that will, that will get me a return, you know? And with people, it's just like. Are you willing to invest? Because you're not investing in me. You're you're basically saying, hey, like this $5 or $15 a month that I'm giving to you, I'm tr- entrusting you with this and I'm entrusting you that you won't abuse this. And basically what it's doing is like $15 a month. That does not sound like a lot of money. But if you think about it, like that's a couple of cups of coffee with a student on campus where you can sit around a coffee table and talk about their eternity. And that $15 a month might seem insignificant to somebody's eyes, but in the eyes of God, that $15 has eternal weight to it. Mm. And so when you talk about like the veil that the devil has put over people of this world and you talk about like appeasing man, that's something Mm. I struggled with for a very long time is appeasing people. And that's something that Jesus says is like not going to happen because the gospel divides like it is like the sword of truth. And it's just like, listen, it's going to slice the world in half. You will have people who are totally for it. and You'll have people who are totally against it. And then in, in Revelation, Jesus says, you can't be hot or cold. Yeah. You know, you're since you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth and it's just like it's it's that sword man you can't you can't have a foot in the world and a foot in heaven at the same point in time because you gets chopped in half you gets <laughs> chopped in half and you just fall into hell and it's just like dude like why why would you not want to invest in something eternal yeah and you know it's it, it's it's like i've i've had this sense of like you, you you're very quick to be like, oh, like I don't have any pride right now in my life, yeah. and then as soon as you say that, God's like, mm, no, that's wrong. It's right there, and you're like, oh gosh, like what's going on? And it's just like, then that pride comes bubbling up. Just like, like for, for instance, for you, it was
0: pride because you were getting a lot of support. Yes, at first, and yes. it's like getting filled yeah. up. filled People, up, filled people
1: up. were like, dude, yes, I want to join this team. I want to be a part of what God's doing on this campus because God is going to bring a revival to Texas A and M. And and I'll get into that in a second. Um, But on the same point in time, it's just like that support filled up very quickly. And then the little bit that I have left because I'm over the minimum, but I'm trying to get to that maximum amount of support. That little bit has been a dog to raise because it's just like, man, like it's, it's only a couple of hundreds of hundred of dollars. But at the same point in time, it's just like God saying, hey, like, are you going to be faithful to me to raise this budget and keep persevering even though you're suffering? That you're not getting that money in and you're getting no's and you're seeing the brokenness of people and the brokenness of how people shatter the glass and then pick out the piece of glass a little shard of glass say this is what the full mirror is like or are you going to give up and it's just like man like i always like i said i love to appease people i love to be people's friends and i you know rejection is something i had to get over and so it's just like man like Lord, you're worth getting rejected for, yeah, you're worth getting a hard no for well, and it was like something I was
0: talking about before to you was Dave Ramsey was talking about talking to this guy that just won the lottery, also had a significant yearly income. I think it was actually you know, I think I was wrong before I think it was actually like a seven figures him and his wife seven figure income, household income, plus a million dollars in cash from the lottery, and he was like, Dave. I don't know what to do with my money. He's like, okay, uh, you could set up this, set up this, but the thing that you're gonna g- have the most fun with and get the most joy out of your money, and it's gonna sound funny,
1: but it's giving it away. That's exactly right. <laughs> and there are a lot of verses in the Bible that talks about that, and like Malachi is also a really good book and a book I love. It's like I said, a minor prophet. I think I mentioned that earlier, but in Malachi is just God says, test me in giving test Mm. me in it test me that i won't fill your storehouses full of grain and Mm. like i said jesus says you know those who can be entrusted with a little can be entrusted with a lot right and on top of that paul says in corinthians god loves a generous giver and it's just like all these things are just are just it's it's proof that you're unyielded to the wants, the desires, the passions of the world. And you're like, yo, Mm -hmm. like money is easy to idolize, but I'm not going to idolize that. I'm not going to put that on the top of the mountain in my heart. I'm going to put God there. And I'm going to say, hey, money is just money at the end of the day. It's a material that can get me things, or it's a material that I can invest in something Mm -hmm. or somebody else. Because you were an engineering student. (laughs) Right? No? A little bit about me. So (laughs) freshman year, I came into A&M as a... A uh, happy-go-lucky engineering student wanting to uh, design million dollars no to (laughs) design to design airplanes Mm. right I was a huge plane buff as a kid man and so I was like dude I'm gonna design the sickest plane in college gonna be sick (laughs) and like I get into my like freshman level engineering classes like like I had to retake Cal one from high school and then it's just like so I got to like first semester pretty solid two seven five GPA C plus it's all right. Second semester comes around. I mean, Cal two, uh, chemistry for engineers, which sucked. And then I'm in like my second <laughs> engineering class, where we had this dang marble project. And if you're like an old ag at this point, and you know what the marble project is like, you can kind of relate to my suffering in this aspect. And when I got to the middle, it. sounds of th- easy, and it's not easy. <laughs> you have to code. You have to implode. It's you ha- it, 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 what it sucks. sounds like is
0: one of those like maze things that you make out of like paper towel rolls and yeah and no. then put
1: the marble down there <laughs> Yeah, no 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 no. it's nothing like it's kind of like that but you got to code it and program it and mm-hmm. build it and it's like uh no i'm not a coder i've never coded in my life and coming into the freshman year i was like i have no idea what i'm doing and so like i get to the midpoint of my freshman year and i'm just like i hate what i'm doing and there is a lovely thing for you college students out there called a q drop <laughs> and I had four of them at my disposal and I was like, I'm punching the eject button. I'm like, I'm like passing out Q drops. I'm just boom, 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 boom. And you used I, them all? Three of the four <laughs> in one semester. I graduate or not graduate. I finished that semester with three hours? With three hours. <laughs> it was a theater class and I pulled a C in it. I finished with a 2-0 in a theater, an intro to theater class, because I was just like I, I was done with school man. Yeah. And so like I took a couple of years, I took a year and a half in general studies to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I had this you know, like pull towards business and I was like, Ah uh, yes, Mays business school mm. full of snakes. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'll do general business. And you know, cause my GPA was trash finishing with a two Oh, on my <laughs> theater class. Yeah. Um, so I, I go to the business school. And I graduate. Uh, I graduated in May with um, a university studies, general business degree which is still a business degree. It's like the adopted child. It's just um, not
0: from May's business
1: school? No, it is from May's business school, but it's not like a specific track. So it's not like finance or supply chain management or management or huh. or any of those other tracks. So it's a loophole. It's kind of like uh, mass, Jack of all trades, master of none type but of degree. But you still
0: can say I got a bachelor's degree from May's business school.
1: It says that on my degree. It's I hanging know. in my room. Hey, and I finished cool. did that with minor in economics and communication and I was just like, you know, this seems pretty well rounded. You know, and I knew since my freshman year that I was going to go into ministry. That's when God called me into the full time ministry it was my right. freshman year. Um, and it was just like, What's a degree that I can both honor my mom with, um, and that I can have a well rounded degree when I graduate because um that's just that was my own personal conviction. I was like, I'm not gonna go to college uh, to a, a a world-renowned school and graduate with something that you know isn't worth its price, you know, and, and that and that and you know that's just my own personal conviction, and you know I wanted to honor my mom because yeah. she helped me out a lot in college, um, and I was like, mom, like I'm gonna go into business, and she was like, go for it, yeah. So yeah, so I wasn't an engineer. I was. I call myself an engineering alumni student. Um, so and
0: I, what I was getting to, is suffice, okay, go to say, <laughs> suffice to say, suffice no no suffice go to ahead. say you c- you could make a lot more money exactly
1: yeah when you have one of these bad boys listen like <laughs> for
0: for those in audio what are you talking about
1: I'm talking about the good old Aggie bling the gold on the finger the 14 karat Aggie gold
0: for for anybody listening that is or watching that is not an Aggie or knows anything about Texas A&M there's the Aggie ring is what you would call a key ticket item. Yes. It unlocks doors. Yes it does. A lot of them like uh, you'll yeah. see someone in another country with an Aggie ring and then you'll be at their home for dinner that night kind of thing.
1: Yeah and it's like arguably one of the best networking schools in the world and it, like Bailey was saying if you see somebody with an Aggie ring on it's like basically instant friends. Like you, you share a lot in common and you just start talking and you know it's it's cool to see that networking but um to get back to what you were saying, like it's an easy way to go to be like, I'm gonna go to A and M and exalt myself and network and give myself all the glory and put myself up on a pedestal. Get one of these bad boys and then go into the workforce and make a six figure salary right out of college. Um to what gain? To what ends? To, to get a good car, to get a good home? or yeah, what? Right. You know, and at the end of the day, it's like, what are the things you do and who do you do them for? At the end of the day, that's the question you got to ask yourself. Mm. What are the things you do and who do you do them for? Because that's an honest question. And when you start asking honest questions about yourself, your motives, and what you believe, it's like you get down to the root of things really quickly. So now I'm full-time ministry and... Um, Suffice to say, it's not a good, pay- it's not, uh, monetarily, it's not a high paying job, but eternally, it's the highest paying job you can ever do. So, it's pretty sick, bro.
0: I think that might be a good place in this. I would keep talking forever if we didn't have a
1: You know what? Oh, Brittany well, Sloan well, said, well, I blew well, right, we're, we're, we're bringing the plane in for a landing. We don't need to go around. We're burning fuel here. <laughs> but, yeah, like, dude, like, it's, it's, I mean, know, we could still. Keep going. I think it's
0: time for Catan. Okay, (laughs) cool, cool, cool. (laughs) How do you want to land this thing, man?
1: Dude. Asking. So, the eternal weight of things is important to think about. Um, Mm. Going back to the eternal weight of a yes. um, And just being honest with yourself and saying, Lord, what am I saying yes to? How how can I grow closer to you today than I was yesterday? And that's the part of salvation. Because most people say, like, the most popular version of salvation or the word saved is in the past tense, mm. right? And, and I'm wrapping this up in a post so we can get going here. But that's the past tense. It was like, oh, yeah, I've been saved since I've been I was 17 years old when I sure. gave my life to Jesus, right? And so you have people, like, are using that word all the time. But Paul uses it most popularly in the Bible in the future tense, right? And that's something to that an you
0: eschatological look. viewpoint, or to put it in layman's term, an end of age apocalyptic viewpoint. Which sounds crazy when you use that word apocalyptic, but it was actually quite a popular phrase for yes.
1: everybody in the history of the Bible. Exactly, <laughs> and and to and to bring that into perspective, like you're presently being saved saved and you're going to be saved in the future and it's just like i you strive to be more saved today than you were yesterday you strive to be closer to god today than you are yesterday Mm. and and you're constantly growing you're constantly like getting in the word getting alone going into your closet or wherever you get alone with god and you're just talking and you know when you pray don't pray traditionally pray. Don't pray ritual ritualistically pray out of your heart because Mm -hmm. God already knows like your heart. He's just waiting for you to communicate that, you know? And so like get honest and have eternity on your mind and eternity because eternity is already on your heart. So, yeah. And I think the last thing
0: I want to share is just like the Bible is a very, very historical document. These things happened. They've been, confirmed by atheistic historians which i don't even understand that how can you you know <laughs> who knows man and uh anyway it's just it's a real trust in a real person that is going to do a real thing and that real thing is going to be come back to earth and put death to death for good, for good i always love this quote it's put to death the things in you that will be put to death on the day of the lord so you don't get put to death on the day of the lord
1: (laughs) (laughs) very important
0: very important dude well man cole appreciate you coming on so much this was probably one of my most fun conversations as of late uh all of them are fun, but it's just, yeah, it feels like the next one always gets more fun. Yeah, dude. Totally. For some reason, But That's I appreciate so, yeah. you coming on, man. Of course, man. Thanks for inviting me. Pleasure to be here. Uh, any last words and we can get out of here.
1: When are you going to stop playing games with God? Mm. <laughs> mm. T's and G's, man. All right. You heard it here
0: first, folks. See ya later. See ya. Oh, by the way, if you're listening on the audio right now, um you can watch live on YouTube, so go over to Create a Curious on YouTube and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Come on. Hey guys, if y'all are listening on the audio right now, please go over and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You will get all of the podcasts there instantly. So we live stream on the YouTube. And if you want to get the episodes as soon as possible. Go over to Created Curious with Bailey Mullins on YouTube and you'll have everything right there. You can also interact with us live during the show and comment. A lot of times we read those comments and we add that into the discussion. So thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you all have a great day.